Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5 KSAC, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now, here's your host, Awesome John. Hey, welcome to the Impact Hour. I'm Awesome John, your host today, and you too are awesome. Today's show is titled, Keep Your Sanity. We've got a lot going on with this sheltering in place and being quarantined, and it's affecting a lot of us in various ways, and some of us are struggling, and we just want to talk about what to do while you're sheltering in place in order to keep your sanity and to keep your life going and to just manage well in this time. So I have with me a guest. My guest today is Johnny Lujan. He's a speaker, author, pastor, entrepreneur. The list seems to go on. And Johnny's been living a clean and sober life since January 10th, 1989, and is an expert in courageous living and overcoming challenges. Welcome to the show, Johnny. Hey, how you doing? Awesome, John. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, doing great. So today you wanted to talk a little bit about and help folks keep their sanity in this time. And you have the five F's. Why don't you introduce the five F's? Wow, the five F's. Many years ago, uh, when I was just starting my journey in uh, speaking and motivation and things like that, I I went to a workshop uh, down in Southern California. And it was really the first workshop that I ever went to, first kind of conference I ever went to. Uh, coming from my lifestyle, it was very uh, odd for me to actually attend, and I was kind of conned into attending. And when I actually attended, I listened to a speaker talk about the five F's, and I never heard it before, and I've never heard it since. And the five F's, and for me, I always hold my hand up and I put an F on each finger. And the five F's uh, are faith, family, friendship, fitness, and finance. And I, I put my life together since that time many years ago, focusing on the five F's. And I train on it. I teach on it. I coach on it. Uh, and the five F's is pretty simple. Um, if you can focus on your faith, family, friendship, and fitness, your finances usually fall into place. Uh, when we lack the, uh, the focus of the first four F's, usually our finances are falling apart. Um, And if we don't focus on the first four F's, uh, no matter if your finances uh, accumulate or get huge, uh, they'll really be worth nothing without the first four F's. And that's kind of where the the five F's came from. Cool. So I thought maybe we spend today's show just diving into each one of these F's. So the first one is faith. Why don't you talk more about that? What does it mean to focus on faith? Well, faith, you know, faith is a very touchy subject. Nobody really wants to talk about faith. But, you know, there's a big difference between uh, faith and religion. Uh, And I think the the quirk happens when we talk about religion and the uh, rules and regulations that people put on the the quote-unquote religion or religious acts. And faith is... um, you know, faith is believing in things not seen, right? And our and faith is, um, I, I remember watching a movie one time and it was explained very simple uh, for a guy like me that could really understand. And it, the, 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 uh, the, the metaphor or what he explained was, if you're going to go shoot a basketball and you're going to go stand at the free throw line, every NBA player, every little boy that stands at a free throw line when you're about to shoot the basket, your hope, right, or your faith is that when you shoot the ball, it's going to go through the hoop. That's really what we talk about faith, right, is believing beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is more to your life than just you. So when I talk about focusing on your faith, um, it's not necessarily a religious type of faith, right? It's a, a faith where you take some time to to really meditate on your life where you know where where you come from what's going on now and where you want to be in the future you know i i still to this day after 31 years of uh, clean and sober living when i first started my journey it was really about 
the faith that I needed to know that I will never drink or use drugs again beyond a shadow of a doubt for the rest of my life. I mean, that's a big faith right there. And to get that faith, I had to learn about faith. So I spent a lot of times on the beach um, just sitting, sitting and being, uh, reading inspirational books, uh, hanging around with inspirational people, listening to inspirational tapes, um, meditation on just being, uh, that I was put here for a purpose, that although my life uh, circumstances go up and down like a roller coaster that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, everything's going to be okay. Right. I'm not going to be left in the dust. All I got to do is the footwork. So it's really um, uh, practicing your faith and whatever your religious background is, is to practice that faith, right. Is to, if you, if you are Christian, I mean, I, I'm a Christian. That's what I claim to be a Christian. So for me, uh, uh, focusing on my faith is really important, right? So Sundays, because of this crazy pandemic, to keep my sanity, to keep my my faith alive, then I need to do some things like uh, watch uh, internet church, find my favorite pastor and watch internet church on Sunday for an hour. Uh, part of my faith is to tithe and to give back to my community, give back to my church. So I look at that and say, okay, even though I'm not there physically, the, the church still has needs, so I still tithe. Um, it is uh, getting in a Bible study or continuing your Bible study through Zoom or through a conference call. Um, there's also stuff you can do with your family. If you uh, have a particular church or a particular faith, you can actually do church at home. It, you know, For me, it's a family of four at my, my home, so I could do home church. I could have my, me, my wife, my two daughters, and we could sit in a circle and we could talk about uh, certain scripture, a, a certain uh, what's going on in the world, and how does that relate to scripture? Um, so there's all kinds of things we can do, but I always say faith is the number one F because without nice. faith, you really because you really have nothing. Now all the other Fs are built uh, on your on the uh, premises that you have an unshakable faith. Nice. We like what you said about. I forget the word you used, but what I took in was just kind of a trust that mm. that will come out the other side that, you know, I guess for some of you who don't really have a faith directly in God, you might say just have a trust that the universe isn't going to leave you just out in the cold, that there's a yeah. faith that things will work out. And I think that's so important. Yeah. And, you know, many years ago, I remember sitting at a table with a with an older gentleman who you know, is probably my age now, but at that time, he was really old. And I remember sitting there and my life was a disaster, just a mess. You know, my family, my friendship, my fitness, my finances all sucked. They were really bad. And I had no direction, didn't know where I was going to go. And I remember sitting at a table and this old gentleman looked at me and kind of called my bluff. And he says, what's your faith like? And I said, well, I got no faith. And he says, everybody's got a faith in something. Either you have a faith in success or you have a faith in failure. You need to have a faith. He says, I can guarantee you if you put your faith in God, or you put your faith in trust, or you put your faith in that, you know, everything's going to be okay for you as long as you stay on the path, then your life will become beyond your wildest expectations. And for the past 31 years, that phrase, beyond my wildest expectations, is what I keep on post-it notes. I keep, I write it on every folder I have, because that's my faith that my life will be beyond my wildest expectations. And I live on that every day. And every day I get up motivated, inspired to, to go and see what this faith has to offer me. Nice. Yeah, I would imagine, you know, with a faith like that, the choices you make throughout the day would be different than if, say, your belief and maybe your faith, I guess, would be in failure. Like you've just believed the world is out to get you and you can't trust anybody and it won't work. If that was your life, your worldview, then you would make very different choices there than the choices you make now where you believe it's possible to have things beyond your wildest dreams. Oh yeah. I mean, it's so amazing. It's like, you know, when we see someone going in and out of prison or in and out of recovery, right. Doing the same thing, expecting a different result is insanity, right? We know that for a fact. So when you yeah. have a faith, uh, you know, they call it asset-based ba uh, asset thinking compared to deficit-based thinking. Asset-based thinking means you wake up and, and that, man, I can't wait for the day. There's something great's going to happen for me today. I'm going to go 
serve other people. I'm going to go be nice to other people. I'm going to get out of myself and help other people. That's asset-based thinking. Deficit-based thinking is you wake up and your neck hurts, your back hurts, your butt hurts. Uh, you know what? I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to run out of gas today. You know, gosh, my car is just such a hunk of junk and nothing ever goes my way. And, you know, I'm probably going to, you know, and it's just deficit-based thinking. Cool. Either way, right? It's like feeding the, you know, the positive wolf and the negative wolf. One of them is yeah. going to grow and it's whichever one you feed. Yeah, we need to go to a break. We'll be right back. Awesome. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Move through your world, touching lives, and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Has your life been a repeat of months and years gone by, constantly the same it was last week, last month, last year? Are you ready to make a change? Simply Great Lives would like you to know that even the smallest steps can lead to great discoveries. Explore a new path for yourself. Life isn't something you do, it's something you get to embrace. Your gifts are special and only you can provide them. Simply Great Lives is here to help you find that path and guide you on your journey to self-discovery. Find Awesome John at TheImpactHour.com or call 916-783-2622. Money 105.5 KSAC. Now let's dig under the surface and get to how life really works. Hey, welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today's show is about keeping your sanity. And we have, I have with me, Johnny Lujan has been talking uh, about the five F's. And just before the break, we were talking about faith. And if you're just tuning in, the five F's is faith, family, friendships, fitness, and finance. And so now I'd like to just move into the family uh, area of the five F's. Johnny, why don't you say more about what it means to focus on family? What does that look like? And how does that help folks keep their sanity? Wow, focus on the family, right? I mean, there's a whole, uh, there's many, many books. Uh, I believe it's Dennis Rainey, I think, uh, who, who does a lot of focus on the family. And, you know, in times of, of, of pandemic, which we're going through right now, uh, we can all focus on a lot of bad things and what's going to happen and socially and mentally and all those kinds of things. But, but one thing I'll tell you what, you know, what asset based thinking again, right. For me, focusing on my family has always been number one because for many years I was pretty self-centered, uh, egotistical kind of person. So everything to me is about my family. And right now during what, you know, what's going on right now, I see a lot of people focusing more on their family uh, having roundtables with their family, having chats with their family. Um, you know, you can still do date night with your wife. You can still do um, uh, parent check-ins. You know, my parents are, are older in their 80s, so I, I, I seem to be spending more time concerned about my parents. Uh, uh, and, the, you know, the one of the Fs is family. It's the second F. And uh, it's kind of that uh, vertical alignment with, the, with your faith and then in your family. and no amount of money on the planet is worth not paying attention to your family. And we see it all the time. It happens all the time. It happens to the best of us. Our kids leave uh, for college or our kids leave unprepared. Or I remember my wife uh, at one time, uh, I have all daughters and I remember reprimanding my daughter, one of my daughters. And I, I go, I went a little overboard. And, uh, you know, I'm a military guy, a little disciplinarian kind of guy. So I went a little overboard and uh, she and, and I started serving a lot of people. So I was gone a lot. Sales, uh, travel. And remember her taking me off to the side one day and she looked at me and she said, they're only little girls for a short amount of time. And they're going to turn around one day and those little girls are going to be young ladies and then they're going to go out on their own. And the times you miss right now, you'll never be able to get that time back. And boy, those words, man, you know, put a dagger in my heart. And I was a little uh, upset when she told me that. But it was so true that I really had to uh, start focusing on my family. And I remember making a commitment. Again, I'm a Christian. I remember making a commitment uh, to, the, to the Lord above. And I said, 
I'm going to make an impact in my family. You know, this is the impact hour. So I went back to my family. I took each of my daughters out for dinner and I asked them point blank, how could I be a better dad? And obviously your kids always say, oh, dad, you're great. You do this for everybody. And I got really serious with them. I said, no, I want to be the best dad. I want to be your hero. How can I be the best dad? And one of my daughters looked at me and said, spend as much time with our family as you do everybody else. Mm. And boy, that was a, that was a, a piercing dagger in my heart. Took my other daughter out and, you know, her, her response was help our family as much as you help everybody else. Oh, it was another, and, and it went on and on that way that they loved me. They respected me. They, and they, they really respected the help I did other people and service work and nonprofit work. But what they really missed was their dad just hanging out being dad. Mm. And that's so important, right? So focusing on your family, especially in times like this, helps keep your sanity. Although, you know, although uh, spouses have a hard time being together seven days a week, 24 seven, um, <laughs> we, uh, we cherish that time right now. And, you know, I'm hoping that when this pandemic is over, some of the things that we're doing with our families continue, building puzzles, having dinner, going for walks, uh, really, uh, really, you know, vision casting with our children. Uh, so those are all asset-based thinking, right? That is, that is positive faith-based thinking uh, in, a, in a world that's turned upside down right now. Nice. Now, I imagine some families are getting a little bit too much of each other right now. So <laughs> maybe, maybe you could talk a little bit about how should families have time together in a way that's supportive and uplifting and a positive environment? And, you know, how do they, they keep that and keep their sanity? Yeah, do they need yeah. time apart? What is the, you know, what are some suggestions for maybe the, the content of their interactions, not just the fact that they're together, but what do they do when they're together that would be helpful? Or what are some suggestions you would have for that? Yeah, well, I, you know, I got off the phone with my mom. My mom's 83. My dad's 83. My mom's in a wheelchair. And I remember I talked to my mom about two and a half weeks ago. And she says, you know, I'm not really sure how much more of this uh, COVID-19 epidemic I can handle. And so I got a little concerned, like, man, mom, are you sick? You know, you, are you having symptoms? And she said, no, your dad's here every minute of every day now. <laughs> <laughs> and now they've been married 65 years. They're old, right? But it's, it's you know, uh, separation uh, uh, makes our heart very, very fond of our loved ones right and so yeah. some of the ideas you know even for me and my wife um you know it's like you know we're, we're still in love but there's things that i need to do to uh i'm an individual as well as a spouse so i spend time in my shop i spend time reading by myself in the backyard again with my fate i spend time meditating on my own but to uh, improve your relationships uh, in this time, man, there's nothing, there's nothing greater than vision casting with your spouse mm. or vision casting with your children, you know, to sit down and reorganize your life with your spouse and say, okay, here we are COVID-19. We're forced at home. One of you might not be working. You might be having some financial difficulties right now. It's a, it's a perfect time to regroup. Right. Regroup, rebuild, refresh. And I'm telling you, again, asset based thinking, I'm telling you, there is going to be on the other side of this thing, there's going to be new businesses built. There's going to be new homes built. There's going to be new relationships made. I mean, this is really going to, uh, I believe, catapult us into some new ideas. So to be with your family, to sit down with your wife, if you haven't done this in, in a long time, and, and I, I struggle is to look out and, and look from, from today, right, April 22nd, and say, where are we going to be one year, three years, five years? Where do we want to be one year, three years, five years? Do we want to do an addition? Maybe it's, you know, maybe we look at the addition on our house and we start drawing the plans together. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's like, do we want to move out of, the, out of the state? Maybe we start making plans like, man, maybe we want to we want to grow out of the state. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do positively without just sitting there staring at each other and saying, man, I'm really tired of you. <laughs> You've been here. You've been here for three weeks and now we're both sharing the house, right? We both have to work from home and 
and you're getting on my nerves and uh, uh, there's always something positive you can do to uh, make the time together work, you know, cook together. Uh, you know, one of the great things that a family could do if you have to be in the house together all the time is, again, think about somebody else. Think about a family member or think about a neighbor who has no family, right? The old lady who lives down the street who just lost her husband and all of her children live out of the country. What a great time to spend together baking cakes and cookies and, and little goodies that you can take to a lonely neighbor. Nice. So yeah, I really think- get, your, get you out of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Volunteering together, I think, is a great idea. Mm. Not about all spouses, but I know in my relationships, sometimes we just kind of get to where it just kind of hums along and we don't really share very much what's going on with us inside so much. Oh, it's tough. We kind of make assumptions about, you know, how the other's feeling and how the other's experiencing events and whatnot. And I think maybe now is a good time since you're together so much to go ahead and just talk about and be vulnerable with one another and share how you're experiencing your day. Not you just tell you what, what happened, but how did yeah. you experience it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember when I, when I first, uh, when I first became a Christian, my, my marriage was just, I don't want to say it was falling apart, but it was falling apart, right? We were just on each other's on, on the edge. We were just driving each other crazy. Our kids were small. And I remember kind of being forced go, to go to a marriage conference. And when it was all just, uh, uh, I thought it was a disaster. Uh, I was forced to write a love letter to my wife, explaining why I married her and what was attractive to me when I married her. Right. And this was 10 years after we were married. And, and I tell you, it, it, it broke me down. She did the same thing, broke her down. And we kind of went back to square one. Like, you know, when you look in the mirror, when your life's falling apart and you just look in the mirror and you go, who are you and who have you become? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a great thing to, to say, you know, who are we and who have we become in our marriage? Yeah. Who have we become as a, as a family? You know, our, our, our kids are growing up. I mean, the, the things that I learned at 18, our kids are, are seeing and learning at 10. So you figure yeah. these, these, these teenagers are just so uh, uh, adult, so young. It's like, man, who are we and where are we going as a family? So nice. it's, it's, a, it's, again, it's a, it's a great time to reflect. And sometimes it's that intimate time with you and your spouse. And to really sit there and go, you know, this is what I'm feeling. I mean, gosh, we know it's, it's the hardest thing you ever have to do. <laughs> the easiest thing is to go with the flow. Oh, we're doing right. this. We're eating tri-tip on Thursdays and we're having eggs on Sunday, Saturday. And Hey, we go to church every Sunday at eight o'clock and sit in the same chairs on the same time, hang out with the same people. And it gets, it gets redundant. And, yep. uh, you know, love is, love is an action word and relationship is an action word. And, uh, uh, I am the original actioneer and I take action in everything. I do now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So for our listeners, there's a resource. Uh, I'll look up the author during the break, uh, but the book is called The Book of Questions. So if you're with your spouse, with your kids, with other family, or maybe even with some of your friends, which we'll talk about next, you can use The Book of Questions to spark discussion and sharing with one another. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah, I guess the hardest part is is this to start, right? Ask the first question. Yeah. It was divided up into sections in there too. So they've got, you know, easy light questions to hard hitting, to spiritual, mm-hmm. to, you know, all kinds of things. So you you can start in there wherever you want. You don't have to read the book from beginning to end. You just pick, pick questions you want to ask, things you'd like to know yeah. about each other and, and go through there and take turns picking a question and asking and letting everybody share. Yeah. I think it's pretty it's cool. So, very healthy. Exactly. Yeah. So we need to go to a break and we'll be right back. Sorry. 
Sacramento. Money 105.5 and the Money 105.5 app for your smartphone. And at iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. Hey, everybody. It's Eric Olofsky, host of Real Life Lending on Money 105.5 every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Listen in every week. Find out what you can do, what you can't do in a real estate transaction. Don't forget, Wednesday, 10 a.m., Money 105.5. Real Life Lending, a radio show that gives you the power of knowledge and the answers to your real estate questions. Call or text Eric anytime at 916-806-0606. Listen for Real Life Lending Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. on Money 105.5. KSAC. There's a time to be fearful and a time to be calm. A time to be aggressive and a time to be conservative, especially when it comes to investing. You've heard the phrase, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose. Hello, I'm Mo Ansari, president of Compaq Asset Management. At Compaq, we strive to provide you with the tools and experience it takes to be in the right place at the right time to grow and protect your hard-earned money. Call pound 250 on the cell phone and say, talk to Mo, and let's check your goals together. You'll get a free portfolio review and risk analysis, and we'll focus on your investment strategies. Call pound 250 on your cell phone and say, talk to Mo, or visit us online at compact.com. That's C-O-M-P-A-K.com. Compact Asset Management is a registered investment advisor, funds custodian, Fidelity Institutional Wealth Services, member FINRA, SIPC. During these uncertain times, I love how local businesses are helping each other out, like our local Raley's and Bel Air stores who are providing these discount dinner bags available for pickup. Yeah, for just $35, you'll get chicken Alfredo, mac and cheese, chicken enchilada, fresh green salad, blueberry muffins, purely made chicken tortilla soup, chicken noodle soup, and my favorite, Sacra tomato soup. Mmm, these are all scrumptious comfort foods, great for seniors too. Shop online or pick yours up while supplies last each day at Raley's and Bel Air. My friends, Dennis Prager here, and they're at it again. The left is doing their best to silence ideas they don't like. On the college campus, in social media, and at your place of work, if you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the left will try to shut you down. I've experienced this, and you, your children, and your grandchildren will or already have. My friends, it is time to fight back and defend our values, and that is why I made the film No Safe Spaces. Hollywood doesn't want you to see this film, which is why, believe it or not, This is really amazing. You won't see it on Netflix or Amazon Prime. But now you can watch No Safe Spaces for a limited time at nosafespaces.com. It's time to fight back against the attack on free speech and protect our American values. In any event, it's just a great film. See No Safe Spaces starring Adam Carolla and me at nosafespaces.com. Has your life been a repeat of months and years gone by, constantly the same it was last week, last month, and last year? Are you ready to make a change? Simply Great Lives would like you to know that even the smallest steps can lead to great discoveries. Explore a new path for yourself. Life isn't something you do, it's something you get to embrace. Your gifts are special and only you can provide them. Simply Great Lives is here to help you find that path and guide you on your journey to self-discovery. Find Awesome John at TheImpactHour.com or call 916-783-2622. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on The Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to The Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Live life with more intention. Now more of the Impact Hour on KSAC with Awesome John. Hey, welcome back to the Impact Hour. I am Awesome John, and you too are awesome. I have with me Johnny Lujan. We've been talking about the five Fs, all about keeping your sanity during these times, which might be pretty difficult for many of us. So, Johnny, the five F's is faith, family, friendships, fitness, and finance. We've talked about faith and family. Why don't you kind of go deeper into friendships? Friendships. The question is, are you one? <laughs> and do you have one? <laughs> it's a, to have a friend, you got to be a friend. And uh, friendships are very, very important. You know, 
a lot of you see a lot of posts it's kind of a cliche where we say you know my wife uh, my wife or my spouse is my best friend and uh, for me personally it's not against uh, cliches or that for me uh my wife is my spouse my wife is my soulmate my wife is my is my everything uh but for me i need a friend she needs a friend because there's times uh that are uh, strategic in our lives there's times that are very important that we need we need a friend right we need someone just to hang out and kick the can you know skip the rock in the lake uh, share what's really going on uh, in our lives get perspectives things like that and uh, uh, it's it's good to be a friend and uh, it's good to have friends and some of us you know I mean uh, I heard this another another uh, quote many many years ago and I believe it to be true and they said when you die kind of morbid thinking but when you die and you have a casket and usually there's six pallbearers carrying a casket. Can you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, put the six men on who are going to carry that casket, right? Your six closest friends that are going to carry that casket, you know, and throughout our lives, those men or ladies, depending on you know, who's listening, uh, they change. Sometimes they go away forever. Sometimes they, uh, their lives change, our, our different values change, and they move on. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, six intimate friends is, is phenomenal if you could ever get that. Most people end up with three for a, a, a casket that's kind of swaying. Uh, I look in my life, <laughs> and, you know, I've been around a long time. Uh, I've been, again, clean and sober a long time, living a good, uh, wholesome life for a long time have many friends, uh, many acquaintances, guys that I've done ministry work with, guys that I've worked with, guys that I've walked the streets with. Um, and I look at my casket today. And when I look at my casket today, there's still two to three men. Okay. After all the work, I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking close, intimate friends that in my gravest hour of need, the man would be there. Or in my gravest hour of need, they would they would listen, and we all need that. And so our friendships are so are so so important. Um, you know, making a phone call to a friend that you haven't talked to in a long time, making a, a, a man the book of questions, right? To get into a small group, and even in a small group, and we have eight to twelve men that we're intimate with, maybe about scripture or whatever we're talking about. In that small group, there might be one or two that you really feel comfortable with sharing. And so friendships are very important to nurture those friendships, to find friends that have the same values of you that are going to call your bluff, going to help hold you accountable. Um, you know, in this pandemic, we have friends out there uh, that are very, very vulnerable to this disease or this virus that's going on there. And we need to be that friend. Right. Mm. We need to be that friend that shows up with a bag of groceries. We need to be that friend that makes a phone call during the day just to say, hey, buddy, you know, how you been? I've been thinking about you and I haven't heard from you. I'm really concerned. Do you need a friend? Do you need someone to talk to? So friendship is very, very uh, again, it's the third F right behind faith and family. Um, and so I don't make my family members my friends. I make my family members my family. And then I find really good, wholesome, uh, like-minded individuals I can share intimately with. And that's a, that's a very healthy relationship. Nice. Just real quick, I did look up that resource over the break. In case you're curious, it's called The Complete Book of Questions, 1001 Conversation Starters for Any Occasion. And the author is Gary Poole, P-O-O-L-E. And that's a, a great book. There can be other resources out there, but I've used this one. It's pretty helpful. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah I like what you said. Too. With the tap? Yeah, yeah, great for small groups too. When you don't have, you know, when you right. start a conversation. Nice. Yeah. So I really like you're saying that, um, you know, your family are not your friends. And I know one of the, one of the pieces of advice I received uh, pretty early on in my marriage was that my spouse 
couldn't be my everything. Couldn't expect her to meet every single need I ever had. That it wasn't really designed to be that way. That we really do need other friends and other relationships and connections outside of marriage and family and all of that. And we certainly shouldn't make our kids our friends because <laughs> we're not their friends, we're their parents. Exactly. And that doesn't mean we can't be friendly with our kids, but it's a different kind of relationship. So we do need those friends. So I really appreciated you you sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. And you find that out later in life, right? If you if you become your child's basic friend, you pay the price as they get older. Mm. All of my children are 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 older, uh 20, 24 and above. And I can seriously say that we are. Uh, we have an unbelievable relationship with every one of our children because we were their parents. Nice. And now they're grown adults and we can do great things together. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's, it's a perspective that we have. Nice. I think the only thing I would, I would add to what you've said, all you've said is really great. One of the things I've learned recently in life is that with friends, it's easy to have acquaintances. But to have real friends is a whole different kind of special thing. And having real friends, at least for me, involves opening up and being vulnerable and sharing. And oh. so maybe we're out kicking the can and skipping rocks or whatever. But that's just a space to have time together where things are slowed down in the conversation. And I can collect my thoughts and share what's really going on with me with this other person who have developed a friendship, who will receive it and, you know, and not throw it back in my face or anything weird like mm -hmm. that and develop <laughs> a kind of relationship where I can share anything. Yeah. That's pretty different than just acquaintances. It, it's the fourth word, right? In the fourth word in the question, how are you? And the fourth word, when you ask the question, how are you? The fourth word is really. Right. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> really right because how are you i'm good right doing this doing that working blah 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 but no really how are you because yeah. that really starts getting intimate when you actually can sit right kicking the can and all of a sudden you sit down and you look at another man right in his eye and you say dude how are you really and when you yeah. and when his eyes fill up with tears and he has the trust that he can share what's really going on it is it is um I, I can't even explain the feeling because it's happened to me multiple times where someone trusted in me enough to invite me to coffee because they wanted to share and they trusted me enough to share intimately uh, uh, some, uh, some crazy stuff. And for me as an individual, as a friend, I showed no emotion of, you know, oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, who would do something like that? Uh, you know, it was, uh, I, all I could do is look at him and said, I, I understand, right? I've been yeah. there. I understand. I'll walk with you. I'll support you. And uh, uh, that's, the, that's the, the intimacy of friendship. Yeah. And in this, in this time of lockdown, that might be a bit of a challenge for folks, you know, connecting remotely over the phone. You know, there's video maybe, but it's not the same as being there and, I don't know if you have any suggestions, Johnny, but I just I just think people would need to be extra creative to create space and time together where that kind of sharing might might feel natural. Hey, you know what? Here's the thing about the phone, and the phone is awesome to talk with, video chat. Very easy to hide your emotions when you're not sitting with somebody, right? Yeah. So in this crazy time, right? I mean, if, if you if you got in your car and you drove to a parking lot and the other guy got in his car and drove to the parking lot and you pulled up side by side on passenger door, you're more than six feet apart. And you can talk to the window. Yeah, that's and you crazy. You can see each other. And I can look in his eye and say, dude, I'm sitting right here. We ain't going anywhere until we get to the bottom of this, man. Let's let's uh, let's talk. Nice. So that's great. You know, just got to be be creative. And, you know, we uh, at the beginning we were talking about we were made to be social humans were made to be social faith family friendship fitness finance it's all about being social and and when you take that social part of our humanness away oh man you know dark clouds come people lock themselves in closets old behaviors triggers old thinking starts happening uh you know the uh, you know if someone has a drinking problem very easy to hide out and start drinking at home again because they don't go anywhere 
Um, it's just all kinds of craziness. So the more normality we can do, we just got to think of ways to do it. Great. I remember one time I was uh, working at work. It was in a workplace. So it's not quite exactly the same, but there was another guy. We're, we're pretty good friends. And in the workspace, we had just opened up, I don't know if it was Skype or something like that. And we just had an audio channel open across the internet. And I'm working and typing. And when you do that, you don't have to talk and fill all the empty space. You're just, you know, working some stuff and, oh, that, that's interesting. And and whatever, and you just sit there silently and work, and then something pops in, and hey, what about this? And hey, and yeah, I have a question for yeah. you, or whatever. And and it was kind of an interesting space where it allowed for just more of the being together, like you might mm-hmm. if you were sitting together. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of a neat time. So maybe for some of you folks out there, that might be a possibility. Just you know, I don't know if you would want to do on the phone call, but you know, some kind of internet connection through mm-hmm. some kind of. Uh, audio or video and just leave it on Maybe that yeah. work uh, yeah cool we have to go great. to a break and we will be right back awesome meaning significance satisfaction connection you can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Move through your world, touching lives, and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Has your life been a repeat of months and years gone by, constantly the same it was last week, last month, and last year? Are you ready to make a change? Simply Great Lives would like you to know that even the smallest steps can lead to great discoveries. Explore a new path for yourself. Life isn't something you do, it's something you get to embrace. Your gifts are special and only you can provide them. Simply Great Lives is here to help you find that path and guide you on your journey to self-discovery. Find Awesome John at TheImpactHour.com or call 916-783-2622. So much more interesting than other shows. Back to The Impact Hour on Money 105.5 KSAC with your host, Awesome John. Hey, welcome back to The Impact Hour. Today's show is, we're calling it Keep Your Sanity. And it's how to take care of yourself. In fact, before we actually got and we were chatting a little bit about really this keeping your sanity is really mostly all about self-care. It's self-care for the most part and taking care of yourself in these things. Johnny, my guest here is calling the five F's, faith, family, friendships, fitness, and finance. And so the last two in here is fitness and finance. What do you suggest for folks for fitness to help keep their sanity? Wow, fitness is so awesome, right? I'm, I'm an older guy, but I believe 100% in getting our bodies to move. You know, the good Lord made us uh, social beings and active beings. So even if you are uh, uh, have some, some setbacks in your life or uh, anybody can do exercise, right? My mom's got polio since she was 17 years old. She's in a wheelchair and she still can do exercise, moving her arms and doing some other things. We can... Uh, you know, if you sit in a chair, all you have to do is stand up from your chair 10 times and you just did some squats. You can stand in front of your sink and instead of doing a regular push up on the ground, you can just push yourself back and forth against the sink and do 10 of those. And uh, that's what my dad does. And he's 83 years old. So we can uh, do anything, go for a walk. I mean, it's springtime in Sacramento. The poppies are out. Everything's turning green. Well, there's nothing wrong with going for a walk. Um, walking with your spouse, uh, walking with your children, uh, going to the, you know, maybe to a local park and just walking around the park, looking at the birds, get a pair of binoculars. Um, you know, you can stretch, which is awesome. You can do uh, home yoga, which is awesome. You know, 15 minutes, 15 minutes a day, every day, or you can do 30 minutes a day, three times a week, and that's plenty. Just get your heart pumping and get your oxygen moving in and out of your lungs. Uh, it does the body good. Awesome. Yeah, I know yeah. for me, and I think experts have, have said this as well, that fitness is uh, one of those things where it's not just about your physical fitness, that it's mm. a, a kind of activity 
that they, they call it like the generative activity and it makes other things easier and flow better. And I know for me, when I'm exercising pretty regularly, it affects my mental health, it affects my mood. And so it's really affecting my whole life, not just my physical strength and my, you know, my physical fitness and health. It goes beyond that. Yeah. 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 Self-care, right? Mental health, social health, physical health. Yeah. So for some of you who are thinking, I don't have time for fitness, although maybe these days people are not thinking that as much, but you know, <laughs> even for afterwards, um, you know, I found that fitness can be combined with other things. And so it doesn't take away from my time and my day. I'm doing other things while I'm exercising things mm -hmm. that I might want to do otherwise. And so when I, when I go walking and running, um, sometimes, you know, I'm playing podcasts, I'm listening to audiobooks, and I'm making use of that time. Or if I'm not doing that, I'm, I'm actually turning that off and spending time with God, which I'd want to do anyways. Mm -hmm. and so it yeah. really can be, you know, doubled up. And uh, yeah. I know for me, you know, I'll go walking. These days I've been walking for about an hour. So I'll run for about 30 minutes or I'll walk for an hour. It's about the same distance. Um, and it really makes a pretty difference in how I experience my day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, com combination. So, Johnny, what are you doing these days? I imagine you don't go to the gym. So what are you doing for exercise? Oh, man, I got I, I created a, a like a eight by eight area in my garage, my junkie garage. And I'm doing full body weight exercises every morning, uh, probably four times a week. Uh, so I'm just instead of using weights, I'm doing push ups, sit ups. Um, kind of lunges, squats. I, I joined a little program, online program. Uh, again, just getting my body moving. And it's surprising just using your body weight. I'm getting a better workout, I think, than I ever did using weights. It's crazy. <laughs> nice. That's it. You know, I, I still, I'm looking forward to doing Spartan races again, uh, mini marathons again. Uh, so I can, you know, I can, I can go to the block. I can run around the block. I can run, at, go to the lake, find a trail. So just trying to, again, trying to stay active. Yeah. And all that while being responsible and being socially distant and all of that. So, yeah, of course. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So we have one more app. Before we get into that, just wanted to see if you could share with our listeners, how can they get more of you, Johnny? Man, a couple of ways, man. You can go to johnnyluhan.com and, uh, and log on there and connect with me that way. You can find me. How's that on, spelled? They might not know how your last name's spelled. My last name, <laughs> L-U-J-A-N. And it's Johnny with an H. Yep, Johnny with an H, J-O-H-N-N-Y. Yeah, cool. you can find me on Facebook, Johnny Luhan on Facebook. You can find me on uh, on Instagram at uh, Johnny Luhan Live Courageously. Um, you can go to my website and check me out that way. Um, but I'm very easy to get a hold of. I'm very easy to connect with. Um, I do coaching and counseling still uh, for those that are really struggling with addiction and uh, clean and sober living. I work with, um, you know, uh, executives that are uh, kind of uh, need a lot of anonymity. So I work with those directly, those individual sales managers, CEOs, those kinds of guys. But I'm always open for a chat. I'm always open to help whoever I can, I can help. Nice. So the last F is finance. And I know for me, I could probably take several shows just talking about finances and good financial living. Yeah. What can you share with us about finances in the five F's to keep your sanity? Here's the, here's the crazy part about the five F's, the principle of the five F's. The principle of the five F's are, if you work on the first four F's diligently, the fifth S, the finance, will usually fall into place. Because working on the first four Fs, you are doing so much internal work, external work, uh, a social work, um, that kind of work, that your finances are usually, that's why the finances are at the very bottom. They usually fall into place. Obviously, there's principles that you need to adhere to. But if you are really practicing your faith and you're tithing your money, the principle is, it's all coming back to you anyway. Family, fitness, uh, and your friendship. If you make a gob of money, like I said at the beginning, and you have not worked on your faith, your, faith, your family, your friendship, or your fitness, 
all the money in the world means diddly squat when you don't have those four first four F's. And that's how I live my life. Nice. So with the finance, uh, I know for me, working on finances with my spouse actually helped that relationship, helped us talk about our values and talk about what was important to us. And we sat down and talked about that stuff when we formed a spending plan, which some people call a budget. And that was a a forum or a vehicle for addressing a lot of that. And when I do coaching with folks for their finances, that's one of the biggest things I really encourage people to do is to have a spending plan in place before the month starts. Not that you can't ever change your mind during the month, but that Mm -hmm. you sit down and talk about what's important and get spouses talking together. And here's the deal, right? We just talked about this. If you were working on your family, the second F, that conversation is happening. Yeah, right. right? Yep. And so when you work on the first four Fs, the fifth F usually falls into place because you're working on your finances through your faith, through your family, in your friendships, and through your fitness. So nice. It's an amazing principle. Yeah. Yeah. And not that you don't focus on finances at all. It's just so much easier when all these yeah. other things are in place already. Yeah, because the priorities yeah. start getting set in their place better. Right. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. There's a few more things about your keeping your sanity and self-care that's not quite covered in these four Fs exactly. But we talked a little bit before about having quiet time. Mm-hmm. And about maybe turning off the news. What are some other suggestions you would have for our listeners today? Oh man, I tell you, yeah, there's you know, readers lead and leaders read. So finding a good inspirational book and sitting under a shade tree and just get, filling your heart and your mind with inspiration, man, that's that's some great quiet time. Meditation, again, sitting under a shade tree, just trying to quiet your mind, learning the principles of meditation uh, in this crazy, fast-paced world. There's nothing better than uh, uh, trying to get quiet and uh, meditating on uh, on what all God has to offer. Nice. Well, you've all been listening to the Impact Hour. Thanks for listening.